Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Shurseal Incorporated, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and in Thunder Bay, Ontario. You can check them out on Facebook as well on their website, flawlessroofing.ca. Flawless Roofing, Shurseal Incorporated has been in business for over 30 years. Residential, commercial rooftop, it doesn't matter. Protect your investment and start from the top. Look, it's common sense. Protect your investment and look no further than Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated. And if you're on the video segment of the show, you can see that I just pointed right behind me to the calendar that is on the backdrop portion of this show during the video recordings. And trust me, there will be a more improved backdrop going into 2024. But right now, we got the Flawless Roofing calendar right there, and it's perfect. Still has its logo there for you. If you need their number, you need their email, their contact information. Like I said, check them out on Facebook or check out their website, fallersroofing.ca. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network, formerly known as TGEM, the game, entertainment, and media. And let me just say right off the hop here, if you're wondering what that means, look, about a month ago, there should have been a 91N announcement already prepared for you, and there's just been some challenges there with getting the appropriate upload, as well as we've had some more updates with both 91N slash TGEM and the Game Sports Podcast, which was formerly known as the Game Sports Show. If you're catching on and keeping up, there's been a lot of different changes, and I'm glad we didn't do an announcement back then because, and I mean back then about a month ago, because we've had more go on here on the Game Sports Podcast. Now, also, I want to say thank you to all the listeners for your patience. We haven't had an upload in quite a few weeks, and that is because yours truly was in Italy for my honeymoon. I'm not rubbing anything in or trying to make anyone jealous, but it was a trip of a lifetime. I was able to see around Italy from where my mom was from and the delicious food, the pizza, the pasta, everything was perfect. Uh, we did have planned uploads while my absence was occurring, but there was schedule conflict with the members of the family of the Game Sports podcast. It was hard to get everyone together for it. And we decided, and I agreed from being overseas, that they, that they take a break for the two weeks. And we decided to resume activities on recording today here, October the 16th. Now, this is the start of our new format, okay? At this point, we did expect that you would have saw the 91N announcement, but let me give you a Coles Notes version because I do want you to tune into the 91N announcement because it's going to give you a lot of updates of what's going on that side, but it's also going to give you updates here on the Game Sports Podcast. The Game Sports Podcast has been a show that's been around since January 2016, formerly known as Coffee with the Coach in 2015 and actually now the game sports podcast it's a new name it was called the game sports show before that but nonetheless we've been around for over seven years and throughout those seven years we have done a show on a monday and it's expanded to a wednesday then we ended up doing two, one show in sault ste marie michigan if everyone knows we're in sault ste marie ontario is where we're located but we were border town with michigan so we had a show on cross border we had other solo shows such as a basketball show called and one we've had a top shelf segment's been around for a number of years that was sponsored by Boston Pizza, Northern Superior Brewing Company, but now has transitioned over here. Thank you to COVID for being inside studios. We've had, like I said, the soccer podcast, full-time podcast, what that's called. And of course, in the pocket that's been around for seven years and it goes on. We have decided to make it easier for listeners and more straightforward and get rid of all the confusion. 
The Game Entertainment Media and the Game Sports Show previously, now the Game Sports Podcast, are two different entities, which is why we changed 91N to be now called 91 Network and replace the name of TGEM. Same business, same idea. There's a little bit of an expansion in there, but I'm going to leave that in there. Very excited about that expansion. But now that eliminates the confusion about the difference. One's a platform, an entertainment, media, and podcast platform business. Now the Game Sports Podcast is a podcast solely just a podcast. We are no longer have the interest to do live radio at this time. We are doing podcasts, and there's two separate entities. Okay, and now the Game Sports Podcast is going to offer you two shows a week, Monday and Wednesdays. Monday, Wednesdays would be sports of all kinds. We talk every sports from tennis, cricket, hockey, soccer, basketball, baseball. Doesn't matter. We're going to talk all of that here on Wednesdays throughout the football season. I will tell you in the pocket. Football, I should say, before I get to prematurely saying that, football will invade that show on Wednesday. But now that I've already said it, in the pockets and top shelf and strike zone, just to name three of our shows, will now be segments within the show on the Game Sports Podcast. So we will only have two shows a week that are new shows. That is Monday and Wednesdays. The full-time podcast with Daniel and Catano, which is our soccer podcast, will not change. They'll upload weekly or bi-weekly every Thursday. And the Game Sports Podcast special edition upload, which is our interview shows. You can check out multiple of our interview shows. Theo Fleury, Zach Vercali, Pete Mahovlich, Marcel Dion, the list goes on. James Duffy, the list goes on about all the guests that we've had. And we've been doing that for well over 60 episodes now, spanning over three years. Uh, that episode and that segment that podcast will remain its own entity but it will be called the game sports podcast special edition so it's like a bonus upload okay so to give it to you in summary we have two uploads a week here on the game sports podcast monday and wednesday full-time and the game sports podcast special edition episodes will be continuing on its own but will be within an appropriate schedule and won't confuse you Okay, now we don't have seven or eight different shows that are sporadically uploaded here all over the place. It's just one podcast now. All right, six minutes in. I got news to talk about before I bring in um, the the official first segment of Top Shelf. Now that Top Shelf is not no longer a podcast on its own. It's a segment, let me remind you. So the Top Shelf segment uh, will be with Dane Hancho and Catano Gallo joining yours truly here today. But we got the opening segment, which is yours truly. So let's get into the news. If you want to know any other details, wait for the 91N announcement, but also you can reach out to me, comment below, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, getting into this episode here, I'm going to keep the first segment short. And the reason why for that is because I'd like to give a little bit of time to hockey because we didn't get to have a preview show and there's a lot to talk about with hockey. So I'm just going to have more so random thoughts, two random thoughts to begin this segment and kind of the the new slash old format of the Game Sports Podcast. And the first thing I want to bring up is something about signage. And I'm going to gear this towards hockey, okay? And at hockey games, and I'm going to share this on the top shelf segment that we're going to be having shortly. But back in 2002, I was at a Toronto Maple Leaf in Montreal Canadiens game. And I had a sign that was up. It was called Cujo's Best for Canada. I have the VHS for it. I was on CBC. It was Hockey Night in Canada. We had these very nice seats right behind home net um, in, in the, uh, in, in the, at the time, Air Canada Centre, brand newly built pretty much to Air Canada Centre, now Scotiabank Arena. And they zoomed in on me having this sign. 
And if you look behind me on the sign, there's fans that are right behind me looking up. And at the time of when I was showing the sign, it was during a commercial. So relieved about that. But I can recall being that 10, 11-year-old boy who had his sign up just at all times trying to get on television, trying to get on television. And I could just imagine how annoyed the fans were behind me. <laughs> you got this kid who's got a, a Bristol board like you bring to school. I don't know if they still even do that at schools. They, Whatever. Nonetheless, Bristol board you have up. My dad's great artwork on there said Cujo's best for Canada, CBC, up from the first period. And if you're on video, you're seeing my hands expressions right now. Standing up, on the, uh, standing up and sitting down from the first and second period. I finally got shown in the third period, apparently. And I didn't know about this, obviously, until the next day when my uncle called our hotel room. Uh, but I could imagine this fans behind me of how disappointed they were. And if I recall correctly from seeing the VHS, that I believe that fan had a Montreal jersey on. So not that I really fully care, jokes aside. I can imagine how annoying that was. So for, for something to say from 22 years ago to that fan, if you somehow come across this podcast, I am sorry that you had to watch my sign for a majority of the game. But must have been easier because the Leafs won that game 5-2. But jokes aside, signage to a game. Look, I'm a fan of passion in the sport. Wear your jersey to the game. Bring a sign to the game. Make it make something most of that memorable of the game for you. You've traveled, you've paid a lot of money, especially if you're going to a very rich fan base such as Toronto, Montreal, New York. You're going to see these teams. Make it worth your while. But I will say that I believe there's got to be an age gap. You got to be, I think, 11. So that was in February 2002. So I was 10. I wasn't 11 yet. I was 10. I was just flirting with the gap. But I think if you hit 10 and over, you should not have a sign at the game. If you're 10 and under, yes, you can have a sign at the game, and they can only be shown during commercial breaks. And I'm sure when I bring this up in the next segment, one of, if not the entire crew uh, and everyone else here on the Game Sports Podcast family would agree with me, and I'm sure you agree with me as listeners, that during commercial breaks only. When there's games going on, security should be watching, making sure there's no signs going on, that no one's views blocked. And I think they do a very good job of that now, but I remember being a kid and I remember having it up throughout the entirety, even during the play, even during the play, because I wanted my sign to be shown on TV in the break ever. I just wanted to hog all the TV attention. I guess it makes sense why I'm doing a podcast now. Um, well, have been doing one for seven years. Back to the story. I don't believe that there should be signs at the hockey game that is shown the entirety of the game by a fan. It should only be by a younger fan, and it should also be only for commercial break. If you're an adult, don't bring a sign to a game. Look, I know it was an adult that started all of this off. You can look at, I think it's a Home Depot commercial. I can't recall off the top of my head. But there's somebody who started the, 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 the trend of bringing signs to, to events. Look, you're doing tailgating in a football game, bring it. You're doing tailgating outside, something, bring it. You're outside cheering something at Maple Leaf Square during the playoffs, bring it. But if you're at the arena watching the game, if it's hockey, basketball, if you're at the field, if it's football, if it's soccer, whatever it is, put that sign down, shut up, enjoy the game. But when it's commercial, sure, put up the sign, get around with the crowd, try to get some booze, try to get some cheers, try to get some laughs, whatever it may be. Just don't get a beer thrown at you, especially if you're under the age of 10. We don't want none of that happening. But nonetheless, you need to you need to look at it from a perspective of the fans behind you. Have that respect 
And I'm sorry on behalf of 10-year-old Dave that didn't have respect for that fan. But bring science to games, but a certain age and only for specific moments in the game. May not be the easiest take. It may have some people who disagree. Let me know. Let me know what you think. The second thing I want to bring up is basketball. Yes, I want to bring up basketball. And you know what? I did think of a third thing that I want to bring up. But you know what? I am going to pause that, and I'm hoping that I can bring it up on Wednesday with somebody joining me on there. And yes, I'm going to have to get a hold of and ensure that Connor Henderson can come on by for the first part of the Game Sports Podcast on Wednesday so we can vent baseball, especially yours truly, about the Blue Jays. Because I know you fans that are sick Toronto fans that know me as a Toronto fan or non-Toronto fans want to hear me vent about the Leafs, the Raptors, the Blue Jays, whatever it may be. If you want to hear it when it comes to the Blue Jays, I'm going to save that for Wednesday. I'm not fully prepared for that yet. And to be honest with you, I'm still got a lot of thoughts going through my head. And you know what? I need my strike zone fellow analyst, Connor Henderson there. And I'm hoping on Wednesday he can join us for the first part of the Wednesday show. And we'll talk at that. Okay. I'm going to talk basketball right now. Yes. And here's why I want to talk basketball. Dame goes to the Bucks. Lillard goes over the Bucks with the best player in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Look, Giannis is the best player in the game. And he could have been a Raptor. Masai wanted him. The Bucs knew what they were getting. They were smart, and they got him. Look, the Bucs have a scary lineup. doesn't matter what you take around the other three around Giannis and, and with Damian Lillard. That's a very scary team. We're in an era now in the NBA where LeBron James is the oldest person in the, in the NBA. That's crazy. I remember seeing LeBron James when he first got drafted, first overall. We had a high school. He goes to Cleveland. He's tearing up the court. It's already been over 20 years or whatnot. That, that is absolute insanity to me and he still looks not an age like he's aged obviously from his younger days but he still looks very young he's in pristine shape and he could still probably be a tight end in the nfl and be one of the best ones at that but why i want to bring up basketball is no not even because of the raptors i want to i want to look at the nba this year and give you a little bit of my thoughts of previous because as of i'm recording right now the nba is doing its preseason all right and there's a lot going on. You know, the, the if you want me to say something about the Raptors, fine. Siakam, Barnes, Portal, they've still got a good team on the court this year. And they were in it for Lillard. It would have been cool if they would have got Damian Lillard. I don't know if we would have put them over the top. But I kind of don't know where I see the Raptors ranking, where they want to be. I think this is a team that wants to be a playoff team and compete in the playoffs. But I think there are a few pieces of way to be able to be absolute contenders. But, again, that's another conversation. But a lot of new faces into a lot of places. you got... Damian Lillard on the Bucks, of course. You you have Fred Fram Fleet now in Houston. You have the LA Lakers, who you don't know what you're going to get out of the Lakers. There's obviously Chris Paul in Golden State. The Golden State, the guys are getting a little bit older, but you can never count out Curry. You can never count out the crew over there in, in Golden State. doesn't matter what they did, okay? This is a team that they have, obviously, Clay Thompson. You got... You got a team that's really well-rounded, really well-rounded, sorry, right? And I really I really think this is a year that Chris Paul, you know, has been trying to bounce around and get in the right fit. And, you know, I think Golden State is a good fit. Curry, Clay, obviously himself, Andrew Wiggins, Canadian. I think 
the Golden State Warriors are going to be, they're going to come out with a different edge this year. And we're going to see kind of that nostalgic Golden State Warriors team. That's what we're going to see on the court uh, this year. But the team that I'm cheering for, and this has been the team that I have been cheering for for the past couple of years, to not cheering for like, yay, win, like I would cheer for, for the Raptors, but pulling to win is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I said it. Durant, Booker. Uh, you got Bradley Beal there this year. You, you they have a team who obviously lost DeAndre Ayton. That trade, I believe, and I'm trying to remember now the top of my head, but I think it was Yusuf Nurkic was the trade going the other way. Uh, and I believe they traded another guy who they were really talking about on the media was a ter, uh, Termani Camara uh, was the other guy. But this is a team that is trying to win now, and they have been. They weren't successful when they made the finals prior. You got a tough conference. Like I said, Golden State's going to be tough this year. You got the Lakers, who LeBron's going to be in in beast mode, daddy mode, if you want to call it that. But Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, I think this is a year where you're going to see the Phoenix Suns uh, and the and the Milwaukee Bucks go against each other again in the finals. Um, you know, who wins it this year? I'm going to say that the seventy, the the, the that the the Suns win it this year. The, the Suns are my favorite team to win it. I know they're not a common thread, thread, um, common trend to pick. Sorry, such as the Bucks, even Golden State, the Lakers. But you have a team on the court with the Suns that have a good, I think, some of that poise to win, such as Durant, such as Devin Booker. It's just that matter of making sure that they stay healthy and. I think they're going to be a team that makes a little bit of the noise at the deadline when there is a team that's struggling. It's not going to get in. They're going to sell their assets to win and do what they can to win. Phoenix Suns are begging for that championship, and I think this is the year. And if the Suns don't do it this year, they're not going to do it. Now, for more basketball coverage, we obviously don't have a segment on our show where we have it devoted like we do with football, hockey, and baseball as an in-the-pocket or top shelf or strike zone. But if you're interested in being a part of the show to do a basketball podcast in terms of a segment here on the show, we would love to have that. Uh, we do have a lot of individuals who follow basketball here on the show. Uh, but in terms of time, if you want to devote yourself one hour every couple of weeks to come talk basketball here on the show, make sure you comment below. Instead of just hearing me talk about it, because look, I feel like I'm talking solo. I'm giving my opinion about the Phoenix Suns. It sounds crazy. You'd be talking Wiggins, me talking nostalgia Warriors and the same team. You'd be me talking the Raptors of what identity they're going to have. LeBron James being the oldest player in the NBA. Look, I can bring these facts all year, but if you want to bring up some more news here on the game for basketball, please don't hesitate to reach out or it'll be just me continuing to do that. It was fun here talking the opening about signage and sports, in particular with hockey, then, of course, a little basketball. But you know what? The next segment is going to be our top shelf segment of the episode here on the Game Sports Podcast, our officially new slash previous format that we are following again, Monday and Wednesday uploads. There will only be two segments. They will be commercial-free. Treat by me. Enjoy that until 2024 because starting in 2024, we're going to have these different graphics, different commercials going on. So enjoy the commercial-free content while we still have it here on the game. But when we come back, it is going to be top shelf, as I mentioned. Dane Hanshaw is going to be joining yours truly and Gatano Gallo. Dane's been around with the game since 2016. Been on the hockey shows since then. Catano's on the Bitter Rivals podcast. He's on the full time podcast. He knows what he's talking about with all areas of sports, particularly soccer and 
obviously hockey, even though he's a half fan, the other one's an Oiler fan, he got a Leaf fan, should be really fun. Make sure if you haven't subscribed yet or hit like or commented, please do so. Whatever platform you're on, audio or video, we appreciate it. But I need to take a quick sip of my beverage that I ensure to pour every time we have an upload here on the game. Uh, and we're going to come back with our top shelf segment. This is the Game Sports Podcast sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Churchill Incorporated, powered by 91N. And the producer and host for the show is yours truly. We'll be right back with Gitano and Dane talking top shelf. Welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host you here on this fine fall evening here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, inside the 91N office. Again, the Game Sports Podcast is brought to you by Flawless Roofing, Sheriff Incorporated, as you see on the calendar right behind me. Soon to be new backdrop eventually, because let's get real. No matter how great the sponsor is and how great that logo looks, this background is pretty mediocre. I had to chirp myself at the beginning of the second segment. Why not? And speaking of this second segment... As I talked about and alluded to in the first and in the opening, this is the new format of the Game Sports Show. So, as the, of the Game Sports Podcast. Look, I'm already making an error because it's still getting used to it. The Game Sports Podcast, okay? So, obviously, we had the Top Shelf segment that was its own podcast. It was the Top Shelf Podcast. Now, the Top Shelf segment is actually a segment within the Game Sports Podcast. It makes sense. We figured it out. We figured out something that made sense. Instead of doing seven different shows that are hosted by me or Avery or Dane, it's one show combined into one. So without further ado, this is the first official Top Shelf segment within the Game Sports Podcast. Are you following? Probably not. It's all good. Dane Hantro, Gatano, going to Dane first. Daner, my man. How's it going? Uh, as far as hockey goes, I mean, the NHL season could have got off to a better start for myself. Uh, personally, played my first men's league game last night. Ooh. They're a long hiatus uh, since April. Nice. What a goal. Primary Apple. Oh. We won uh, five to four with like seven skaters against 16. So my legs and my feet, the dogs are barking. I'm a little sore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got it done. So yeah. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Better than our men's league. I'm not going to speak about the NHL. It's been a great start for the team that I cheer for in the NHL. But, hey, it's not the time that counts. Uh, Men's league for our team. I missed the first week because of being in in Italy, enjoying myself that I wish I were. I still was. uh, But came back, and we played a team with 18 skaters that featured Blake Spears on the other side, and we lost 12-2. I did get a goal and assist. It was great. Uh, Last night we played. Uh, it was against the defending Mayor's Cup champion, uh, Aurora Avalanche. With uh, they got they have all the boys, all our age, the Mickey Sutter Rattles, the Gregs. I know people on the other side may not know who those names are if you're outside the suit, but if you're in the suit, you know those names. Uh, Mickey actually wasn't there, but they still beat us. It was eight three or something yesterday. They had ten skaters, we had six. Uh, so it, it's it's my legs are quite sore. Uh, we played like I said, the seven skaters against the eighteen. Uh, and they were still back checking on us. I know a few of them might listen to the show. So, hey, I'm going to give them a little message. If you're up 10-2, relax. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to back check in the third period with three minutes left if you're up 10-2. Let us have a couple. Okay. Like, relax. Okay. Nonetheless, Dan, it's funny to bring up men's league because Tuesday Marie men's league, man. Competitive. People are going to the NHL. Uh, Gatano, my friend, how are you? I am doing great. Uh, fortunately, I do not play men's league, so my legs are feeling great. <laughs> uh, but the men's soccer season kicks off next weekend, so that'll be that'll be it for me. <laughs> you are on a stacked team. If I I forget, 
why do it Tazis? Is that it? God no. I am no oh. Scarps Scarps plays Scarps for Tazis. Scarps. <laughs> yeah. okay. They are pretty serious, those guys. Okay. They're, those guys take it seriously, I hear. A lot. Yeah, they are like the, they think they're the defending World Cup champions, but you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I used to I used to like watch a little bit of like men's league after I like would play like when I was younger. And like you want to talk about some like serious people playing a sport. Like it was insane. Soccer like, men's fly tackle, screaming at the refs, like it was so I, I obviously the intensity seems like it's carried over still to this day, but uh yeah, oh, when yeah. I was younger, don't I you worry about that. Being, the World <laughs> Cup every single game. Speaking yep. of soccer, this is hockey, obviously, the segment, but you hear Catano on two different podcasts, kind of on two different kind of umbrellas. So with 91N, Catano is the co-host with Avery Roush, who is also a part of the Game Sports Podcast family with Bitter Rivals Podcast on the 91N YouTube channel. That name hasn't updated yet. We've had a little delays with the announcement upload. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but also you hear Catano on Full Time, the Full Time Podcast with Daniel Scarpino. Daniel Scarpino has been doing it for – Oh my, this is bad now. Four years. This is your third year with him, right? Or is it second year? Second no. year. Second year. So he was doing it for second three year, third second. season. Exactly. That's right. Okay. So he was yeah. doing it uh, obviously with Scott Nason, late Scott Nason the first year. Then Gatano obviously jumped on in to, to join Daniel on the full time podcast. So the full time podcast, as I said, it's still its own thing. Okay, everybody. I know I've won this new umbrella, this new stuff that I been talking about Catano and Catano and Daniel have their own podcast still full time and it's it's awesome. So I'm glad that we were able to plug a little soccer in there and have a little chirp, especially with <laughs> men's league. All right. So now before we get into some hockey news, I didn't want to bring this up because I know we're crunched for time, quote unquote, as we like to say, as we aim for 20 minutes and go 55 every time. Uh, I opened up the show with obviously my usual intro, but I did bring up a, a segment uh, about signs in hockey. So people that wear signs, wear signs. Nope. People that bring signs to games and they put them up in the game. All right. So I mentioned in the first segment that in 2002, when Curtis Joseph was the goalie for Toronto, he was actually playing Montreal on a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. And I have the VHS. Yes, VHS. My parents still have it at home. I was having a sign under CBC and it said Cujo's best for Canada. The four obviously was on the side. So it wasn't in the way of CBC. And I got on TV. I was recorded. I was standing up, and I, it zoomed in on me for about 10 seconds. And I remember when I looked back at that clip a couple years back, and I, there was just poor people sitting behind me. And I mean, for the whole third period, I think I was like this. Now, I'm a kid. 2002, we were, what, 10, 11, Dan? I can't do math. 11. We're 11 years old. Turning almost 11, like 11 years old. What and year? I got this, 2002. Oh, I thought you said 2010. Oh. I was like, we graduated <laughs> high school at that point. Uh, they got the sign up. And I'm, I'm this kid with glasses. Dane knows. I, I wear glasses. I wear pretty pretty intense bifocal glasses. And <laughs> as a kid, I had them on and I had them up. And I'm blocking this poor man's view right behind me the entire time. He had a Montreal jersey, granted, so I didn't really give a shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that aside, I want to get your opinion. I shared mine. Already, I'll go to you first, Catano. S- signage at hockey games. Keyword: hockey games. I know basketball, a different environment. We're going to stick to hockey. What is your take on having signs at a game? Yes, if you're, no. if, if you're like under like 10, 11, like I think that like that would be like you saying you were like eleven there, like would have been like right on the edge of like you shouldn't be doing that anymore. But like 
I, I, like if you're like a kid with a sign for your favorite player, I, I have no issue with it. Okay, fair answer. Okay, Hantro. I think anybody can bring a sign to a game, but I think you should only be able to kind of like hoist it up like during between whistles. Like, not during gameplay, because one, like, the camera's not going to pan to the crowd that's holding, or a kid that's holding up, like, a sign during the middle of a game, right? So, yeah. you want to, you know, flaunt your sign or whatever and, and hold it up just between the whistles. That's my thing on it. Or if you want, like, Ryan Whitney's perspective, you know, no signs or don't wear a hockey jersey if you're an adult <laughs> to a hockey game, which is the craziest take that I think that he's ever said. Those boys say a lot, but. He I, said I, I, jersey? Now, that's different. I'm wearing a jersey he, to a game. You said, you said if you're like an adult, like an adult man, that you shouldn't wear a jersey to the game, which I think is cr- like crazy. Here's what I'm going to say. Brooksy has been saying Biz is going to come on the show for the past year. So, yes, I'm putting Brooksy on the spot. So, if Biz comes on the show as planned, I will put him on the spot with that question. I want to hear him first off. Chirp wit. I don't know if Biz, did he have a response to that? I don't. I didn't hear well, that. I think, I think. I think. I think. Wick got called out by like all the guys on the pod for, for that <laughs> take. I mean, you spent three hundred dollars on a jersey. Like you're gonna go spend three hundred bucks on a hockey ticket. Like you're gonna bring your three hundred dollar jersey with you. Hundred percent, you are. One hundred. I mean, my only thing is like, don't put your own name on the back. But if you're an adult, fact, yes, big take. Yes, do not <laughs> put your own name. Wear a player's jersey. Like for if sure. I buy a jersey, it's Matthews. Dane, like I'd buy a McDavid jersey. I love McDavid. I don't care if he's on the Oilers. I'd hoist, I'd wear a McDavid jersey. Guys. I also hate guys that go to games that wear like a team's jersey and like it's not from the two teams that are playing that game. <laughs> like it's just like I'm a random hockey fan, like a Vancouver guy wearing a, a Canucks jersey to a Flames Oilers game. Like that drives me nuts. <laughs> like I can't handle that. Or like, somebody that wears like an NFL jersey to a hockey game. Like I just just wear a shirt. But there's one problem. It's like the sign. Two things. It's almost like the sign. The jersey, if you're an adult or even family, you wear your jersey out. Okay, but let's speak adult for a second here. Where are you going to put your jersey after? You're going to wear it to that fan. You're not going to wear it to that fancy bar. You better hope your Airbnb or hotel is downtown in that in that place so you can bring your jersey back. Let me tell you, I ain't wearing my three hundred dollar Matthews jersey or Tavares jersey. The one I have to. The bar. One, it's going to get ruined because somebody doesn't like Tavares or Toronto in that place. <laughs> and two, what if I have a couple, I get a little tussle. You know what I mean? I don't want to get jersey with the Tavares jersey. I want to be wearing a nice shirt. So I don't I, buy white jerseys. No, don't buy white. Buy the home jerseys. Buy the home jerseys. If you're going to a game and you know you're not doing anything big after, you're just going to a sports bar to muck some wings down, all right, then, yeah, wear that jersey. But I feel like, and call me out on this, if I know I'm going out after – and I gotta have to bring my jersey back and do all this. It's too much going on. I'm not wearing the jersey. Not Where because else are you gonna wear a jersey to though, right? Yeah. Like, like you buy a jersey, like you're gonna wear it in your house while your team's playing. I do or that. You go to a game that your team's playing and you wear the jersey. Like you don't like nobody just wears a jersey like on a random Wednesday. Like I'm just I'm gonna yeah, go but... grocery shopping wearing my game of jersey. There's people in the Sudan that do that. One hundred percent there is. Next yeah, time yeah, there, but we mostly blue harshly. and white jerseys that I see when that happens. If I, I'm gonna when I'm at food basics next time, I'm gonna whip out my phone, I'm Take a picture and send it to the chat. I'm going to make sure it's not a game day for one of those teams, though, the guy's wearing it. Then then it makes sense. Then it makes sense. 
Okay, so that was a good fun topic. See, nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. I usually, I'm gonna tell listeners what I like to do off air is like to tell them I'm gonna ask them a random question that they don't know, so they stress out. I don't think Catano's stressed out. Dane likes to follow an idea, so he knows what's going on. Me, I like to just fly by night over here, uh, but sometimes it stresses people out. But Dane, see, wasn't stressful. Uh, let's talk the season. All right, we're three games in, and let's go first to the poster boy of the opening of the NHL season. Nope, it's not Connor McDavid. Nope, it's not Sidney Crosby. He's not a poster boy. He's a poster man now. <laughs> He's an adult. Uh, very much not Sid the kid. Sid the old man. Uh, and no, it's it's not Cole Caulfield. It's not Austin Matthews. It's someone else with a Connor in his name, and it's Connor Bedard. Uh, and the kid looks good. He's getting compliments from everyone in the league. I got another, if I have time for another topic, I'm going to bring it up, but I, I won't. The questions that players are getting about Bedard, saying, oh, what do you think of this guy? What the hell do you think they're going to say? Oh, he's fucking shitty. Man. He's, <laughs> he's the worst. No, they, I, I'm fed up. Like Some questions that I hear in sports, and in my, it, it's, it's, it bothers me. It, it bothers me. But, again, back to Connor Bedard. Katana, I'm going to go over to you. you. You got the opportunity as a Hab fan to be able to watch him on Saturday. And obviously the Leafs play him as we're recording tonight. The Leafs play him in Toronto, his debut in Toronto. Prices of tickets were absolutely stupid. Trust me, I looked. It's not even funny. Uh, so what's your take on Connor Bedard? How do you think the season's been? Let's join the media frenzy and talk about Connor Bedard. What are we thinking? I mean, I feel like the obvious thing is like, he, he's, he's legit. He's, <laughs> he's going to be that guy. Struggling yeah. a bit in the face-off dot uh, first two <laughs> games. Uh, I know he might, by with about five minutes left in the third against the Habs, he was still over. So I don't know if he picked one up or <laughs> two there, but you know, yeah, that's just that's that's the that's the growing curve. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. He's once he figures it out. But yeah. uh, other than that, yeah, he already runs their power play, which is nuts because they have guys like Seth Jones, Corey Perry, Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno run like on that uh, unit. He's running it uh, every time he had the puck. Uh, I was scared he was going to score, which uh, there's very few players in the league like that. Yeah. Uh, McDavid and Matthews probably being the only other two. And yeah, he's uh, he's he's going to be legit. Yes, Honestly, I'm pretty excited. The, the matchup I'm excited for against is actually against Dane's Oilers. I I, I feel like I really want to see him try to keep up with me. Like we can't forget Dreisaitl, right? Dreisaitl is A, a stud, good-looking man, but he's also a very good hockey player. Uh, but McDavid against Bedard. I'm a bit more excited about that, and I don't mean to downgrade Sidney Crosby because I love Sid, always have, uh, and he truly is the staple of all this. I think I do see, and this is what John Tavares said today. He said that he sees Sid and Connor Bedard. I like that. I did say this summer that I thought Connor Bedard was more of a Steven Stamkos. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to age well. I hope it does, but because then I would look smart. Uh, but when I want to see McDavid against Bedard. Obviously, Bedard's smaller. McDavid's a literally like a bat out of hell. Man, that, that, the guy's speed is just on easy mode here in the NHL. That's the matchup I want to see, how he goes up against Connor McDavid. Because when Connor McDavid first came to the NHL, he broke his collarbone thanks to not Peyton Manning. I'm going to call him Peyton Manning as a joke. I forget his first name. But <laughs> nonetheless, he broke his collarbone. And when he was in the league, he was so fast out of the gate. His presence was known. His speed... His work on the boards was great. Bedard, what I see right now is his ability to see in the open ice. But his speed's good, his vision, like I just said. Uh, but 
there's areas of struggle that are noticeable. I didn't notice that in McDavid. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not notice that in McDavid. I still don't notice any mistakes in McDavid. All right. So, Dane, you're, you've got, you, you have the opportunity to watch the Oilers pretty well every night. It hasn't been great to start the year, but you got to see Connor McDavid from start to finish to this point, start to finish meeting up to today. I don't think it's fair to say Connor Bedard is going to be like McDavid. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, and I still don't think he is going to be a Sidney Crosby. I really don't think he's going to be. But if there are similarities, the same height, right? They're the same. I get it. But if you're comparing McDavid and Bedard, you know, are you excited for that matchup? And where do you see Bedard at this age from when McDavid was 18? Are they close or is McDavid ahead of him when he started? I think they're pretty two different kind of hockey players. I mean, they're both generational talents at the end of the day. I mean, Connor has the speed, right? And Which one? Which one? <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, my Connor, my Connor, sorry. McDavid has the speed, and I think McDavid has that ability to make the players around him better than Bedard does at this point. I mean, I mean, not at this point, but, like, the thing with Connor Bedard is, is, like, he could score 70 goals one of these seasons. I truly do believe that. And his ability to have players respect his shot and then just pull in that toe drag and be able to make either a pass or shoot the puck afterwards. Like I've seen like time, even already this year, like guys going to block his shot because they know it's scary lethal. And then he just toe drags around them. I think so far he's like, I think so far he's looked very comfortable. Um, I think oh, McDavid didn't get his first goal until his fourth game against the Blues. Um, I would say like his first couple games for McDavid seemed a little nervous maybe. I mean, we look at him now. Like, Do I think Connor Bedard's ever going to put 150 points up in the NHL this season? Unlikely. But... Do I think the kick can score 70 goals one year and have 40 assists? I think with the right people. And I'm not excited to see them play against each other. I'm excited to see them play with each other. Mm, baby. Team Canada, you put yeah. McCannon, Bedard, and, and, and McDavid on a line. <laughs> like, I mean, we might never get that Crosby, McDavid, you know, Team Canada, you know, dream team that so we're hoping upset, for. Man. Because so, Gary, they have to do, they, they've got to do something to get a best. They either need to go to the next Olympics or get a World Cup going. They have to. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you like, I would say that McDavid's team for the Oilers, at least offensively, he had a couple more weapons to play with at that time. Like he had Taylor Hall, he had Nuge, he had Everly. Like there was guys there. Connor Bernard doesn't really have much right now. He has Taylor Hall, who, I mean, isn't terribly far removed from winning a Hart Trophy, I want to say, back in, like, 2018, 2017, something like that. Um, Obviously, with Boston, you're playing a team game. He didn't put up the points that he could probably put up. Maybe watch Taylor Hall go off, you know, put up 80, 90 points this year with uh, with Bedard. but yeah, I feel like he's looked comfortable. Um, obviously, the face-off dot is something he needs to work on because he's getting shredded in the dot right now. But um, yeah, I, I the one thing I always like with Bedard was I thought he lacked a little bit of speed, but that comparison with Crosby, like tree trunks for thighs, and he is so strong on his skates, yeah. and he 
uses other means like as far as the skill goes to get around guys like Connor just like you give Connor the puck through the neutral zone when he's you know at half speed and then he gets the full speed he just goes around guys like he doesn't have to go through guys Bedard has that ability because people have to respect his shot so much so he you know when he's looking to shoot guys go down or they go to block and he can go around them where McDavid I mean McDavid's got pretty good at shooting last season you know obviously you know with the amount of goals that he got but they're just, I think they're just different players. Like they're obviously McDavid's a little bit more of a playmaker than Bedard is. And I mean, I don't want to underappreciate Bedard's ability to pass the puck because he has some pretty good vision with that, but he still has that shoot first mentality, which it took McDavid seven years in the league to start, you know, to shoot the puck. You can put it in the net, right? Which he did last year. So um, I think obviously they're both going to be Hall of Fame players. Um, I think, I mean, I hope they both win Stanley Cups for my sake. Um, Chicago's just not going to be a good team for a bit. And if I'm them, I'd like be a bottom three team, stock up those draft picks. And like, I do like a couple of things that they've done as far as bringing in some like older veterans that have. Corey you know, won some things. Tyler Johnson's been there for a bit too. People forget how good that guy was on Tampa, like for a couple of years. Like Tyler Johnson was a really good player in the league. Seth Corey Jones. Perry, Felino, Seth Jones. Like there's some guys there to, you know, guide them. And like they're not a playoff team this year. I mean, they're playing okay so far, but like they're, they'll be a bottom five lottery. They don't want to be a playoff team. Teams want to admit it, but they don't want to be a playoff team. You want to get that next guy to be that number two to Bedard. And is it Macklin Celebrini? I don't think they're going to be that low. Celebrini's great, you know, but you 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 got Demidov. You got you got options that can play on the wing with Bedard. There's, there's, there's options that you can get. And Cole Eiserman is another guy. Great last name. Spelt differently, but great last name. So there's options in this year's draft that are pretty that, that could be really attractive to Chicago. And I sit here having a little bit of hate towards Chicago because they won so much in the 10s, right? And it, it, I feel like this is a quick ex, – like ex, they're expediting the rebuild because they got Connor Bedard, right? Well, they didn't win for 50 years, Dave. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, right. Let them have hey, their time. Let them hey, have their time. They said once at 67. We thought of them. Oh, oh, four yeah, years. So that's the least. That's our time. <laughs> What's my time? <laughs> it's my time. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna check out pretty soon. That's how upset I am, and I haven't even been around the whole time. But that's a good segue. Uh, I want to go. I meant to, we only we're at the 22 minute mark, so we'll we'll try to keep our time manageable just for our listeners. Uh, I want to talk about predictions this season on the Top Shelf podcast. I keep saying Top Shelf segments because what we used to call the podcast a lot inside the show, but actually officially now Top Shelf segment. We used to do predictions every year. We were unable to do predictions this year for a couple reasons. We couldn't get an upload while I was gone uh, from my honeymoon, and that's actually the main reason. But also there's been some challenges with some uploading tech. Not our uploading tech. Yes, I'm throwing our platform underneath the bus for that. Uh, not us. Uh, but I'm going to throw with my predictions. And I said this last year, but this is the year. And wait, let me, let me, let me, let me pause for a second. This will be the year of an all-Canadian final. This will be the year of the Oilers and Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be against each other in the cup finals. If it doesn't happen this year, it is never 
happening. Quote, I'm saying it right now. This is the year it is happening. We'll see an all-Canadian matchup. The Cup is coming back to Canada, obviously. But I'm not going to say who's going to win because I don't want to. I have a friend on the other side. I hope he wouldn't say it either because we're going to have different answers. I feel like realistically those are the only two teams that have a chance in Canada to actually go to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Gatano. You guys are a couple years ago. Look, I'm a Habs fan. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I mean, uh, you yeah, guys well, made the, the finals a couple years ago against all the odds, so you know you, you never know. Yeah, but we actually had like a, a functioning team at that point. Uh, well, and you had Kerry yeah. Price too, so <laughs> yeah, that, that, that goes a long way. <laughs> but that's my prediction, and I do think that if I'm looking at the NHL divisions, and I'm going to pop them up because I totally forget them on my head randomly. Uh, but Atlantic Division to pick them around their horn. I'm going to say the Leafs are winning their division. This is the year. Boston is not a joke this year still. People have counted them out. Nope. Dumb choice. Uh, in the Metropolitan Division, though, I am picking Carolina. They've been my favorite the last three years to win that division. Colorado will win the Central. And the Pacific, well, you already know who I think is going to make it the Cup Finals. And, yes, Vegas is 3-0, but I think the Oilers are going to bounce back and win that division uh, this year. So those are my division winners, and that's my Stanley Cup Final. And this will be the year. <laughs> This will be the year. Let me pull up the pens out of here. This will be the year of Carlton being on the ice with the boys. Yes, it's a Tim Hortons Carlton Cup I got 10 years ago. That's still I mean, that's, uh, that This is the year that Tavares goes over, lifts that cup, and passes it off to Matthews. This is the year that I cry, and then I never cheer for Toronto again because I will never be happier than what I'll ever see again this year. I've been seeing them win in franchise mode. And the EA Sports NHL game that I've been getting since 1995 or whatever came out in Sega. It didn't have franchise mode then, but they did have franchise in 98. Uh, It's called Dynasty Mode, actually, I think, at that time. Uh, And I've been seeing them get the cup every year there. Okay, I've been GMing a team to win a cup every year at that game. If they ever need someone, if Tree Living fails this year, I'm your guy. Give me a call. We'll win eight cups out of ten. Okay, because I do that in franchise mode. The Oilers and Leafs have won a lot of Stanley Cups on Shell. A lot. They won a lot. Habs too. Don't worry. (laughs) This is the year, though, that Toronto wins. Screw it. Bias. I did have Carolina last year, but uh, anyways, being favorites, but it doesn't matter. This is year Toronto wins. Gatano, I'm going to go to you next because I kind of know where Dane's going to go with his, in my honest opinion. Maybe not, but Gatano. But division winners, Stanley Cup favorite, first time talking hockey on the game this season. Let us know. Division winners, I've got the Leafs winning the Atlantic. I think they're just the most complete team if they stay healthy and play where they should. Uh, in the Metro, I got the New Jersey Devils. I'm hard on their bandwagon Ooh. this year. Good pick. They're good. They're yeah, good. They're so good. <laughs> they're yeah. so good. Uh, my hot my hot take on the bitter rivals preseason was that Jack Hughes finishes top three in heart voting. Like I think. I think he's That's, legit. I think they I are like going that. to be a serious like team. Yep. Uh, the Central, I've got the Avalanche winning it. Pretty straightforward. And I've got Vegas coming out of the Pacific on top. And I'm taking the Colorado Avalanche to win the Cup again. Mm. Who are they beating? Probably the Devils. <laughs> <Shit>. Again? <laughs> oh, my God. Shades of Ray Bork. Ray, oh. Ray Bork better come on the ice at that point. Remember that. That was one of my favorite Stanley Cup series of all time. Seeing Ray Bork lift the cup is my is one of my favorite moments in hockey. But Martin Broder, the Colorado Joe Sackick, Patrick, you we don't get those anymore. I'm sorry. Man, I'm just, all, all of those, 
all of the early 2000s cup finals, like New Jersey, Anaheim, uh, I think what, Colorado and uh, New Jersey. Detroit, they were, they were a conference final, I think. But yeah, it was, was Colorado was versus New Jersey yeah. Yeah. the year after. Oilers and Duck. Canes. No, Canes. Spoilers, Canes. Spoilers, yeah. Canes. Thank you. Sorry, Dwayne Wilson. Andrew Ladd will owes him a Stanley Cup. I would say <laughs> Dane's gonna. Dane wants Andrew Ladd on this podcast in a bad way. <laughs> and get, Dane, when we get Andrew Ladd, you're on the pod. You're on. Oh, you're for on. sure. I have some things to talk about. With him, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I like that. I love that Jack Hughes take. Oh, that's a take. That is He's nasty. He's yeah, so he, good. Gretzky said that he reminds him of him. Gretzky has never said that about anybody, about anybody. Now, he's not going to go out and break 2,800 points. But no. I don't think Gretzky would get 2,800 points if he played in today's hockey. So it doesn't matter. I get why he said that. Skinny guy. Hughes is average built, dude. He is. Truthfully, he's, a, he's young still, but he's an average Jack is a way better skater than Wayne ever was. In fact, yeah. he was. But I get why he sees that the vision – the way he skates, he thinks pass first. I like that take. Wayne Gretzky will agree with you on that, Katana. That's a compliment. <laughs> Dane, what's your view? Division winners, Stanley Cup final. <sighs> I hate to say it, but I got the Leafs in the Atlantic this year. I yeah. like the moves that they made. I don't – Yeah, you do. I love Max Domi. I love Bertuzzi. I, I thought the Klingberg – transaction was unnecessary and not the kind of defenseman that they needed on the back end. But if you want to do the outscorer of the other team, get a puck moving defenseman. Um, I'm going to go with Catano. I, I, I do love the Canes. So this is where I'm going to go with this. I got New Jersey winning the division. I think the Avs are back. They had their, their Stanley cup hangover. I think they're going to shred that division. And I think that, other than Dallas and like Minnie's still a good hockey team too, but like the bottom half of that division ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> and good. I think they're gonna put up I I, I, I will even go to far to say I think Colorado's the president's trophy winner this year. Um and then I want to say Edmonton, but like the guys are killing me right now. For like <laughs> Vegas is already three and oh. We're oh and two. We had a bad start to the season last year. We got our shit together. Edmonton hasn't won a division since 1990, the year before I was born. I haven't even got that. I haven't even got a division title. I'm going with Edmonton. And I'm going with the same thing I said last year. Because I think it's two teams that have had a lot of heartbreaking losses in the playoffs lately and not being the Leafs. Teams that have actually got beyond the first round. Um, the Canes and the Oilers. 06 rematch. I want revenge. I, like I want Rob Brandamore sitting that. on that bench. Yo, Just Rob, looking Rob at, was on that team. That's he was right. the captain. He was. He hoisted that cup, and I think he gave it to Lad one of the tenth time, maybe. <laughs> and you probably watched Lad going, okay. Dane has a dartboard in his room. It's Andrew Ladd's face. I'm telling you, Dwayne Rolson plays that series we win. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. I am not. Dis- that was a Cinderella run for the ages that you think back when we were younger, you think of that Stanley Cup run that they had. Was that Montreal in the bubble? That's the other one. Thanks for beating Toronto after being down 3-1. That was great. I remember when they won the game five, when they made 3-2, I said, we're, we're losing. I, I just 
negative thoughts all day. Uh, but that would have been a way better series if there was people at the game. Oh, oh my god! So right, we'll like never- the one time we get Montreal and Toronto, right? Like, and, finally, and, and, it's, yeah. we might not ever see. Well, I shouldn't say ever because in the same division, and if it's two three, they'll play each other. But it's gonna be a bit. Before they play each other, because Montreal is retooling, Toronto is hoping, right? By the time Montreal is like ready, Toronto is going to be maybe. Oh, this is gross to think about. They're going to be on <laughs> this end, so like they're going to be on like the wild card spot. Then Montreal is going to be like up here, and then they're just going to shit kick Toronto right down at the curb, right? So that's that's the next time we get to see Toronto Montreal is when we lose against. The problem them. with Montreal is they have three other good young teams in front of them that. They need Ottawa, to Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, I, I don't Detroit, know. Detroit, not so much. Oh, I no, I think Ottawa's good. And Buffalo's been bad this year. First Buffalo. two games, they have not been good. Like, what? And the Iser plan, I believed him. But as soon as you sign Justin Hall to a $3 million contract, you are a fucking, I don't know where your head is. He's the worst D guy. I'm sorry. I've swore about five times on this episode. Give it who I am as a hockey fan. Uh, but Justin Hall, $3 million. He's had some interesting signings since he's been in Detroit. Yeah. Even Ben Sherratt last year was uh, yeah. not great. <laughs> what are you yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I, I mean, like, I, like, is he, like, does he want to be a playoff team? Like, I, 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 like, it's weird. Like, I just, I don't get some of the moves. I think he, he pushed a little too early to be a playoff team. Yeah, I'm like, why are you, like, why aren't you giving Tyler Bertuzzi, like, the bank guys are great. Like I love Tyler Bertuzzi. I do too. <laughs> like give him like five years at seven mil. Oh, is he worth seven? I don't yes. know. He's making what he's making five on the lease on a one year deal. Yep. Yep. But the guy, the contract that's going to be interesting for me, and I'm going to give you one hot take. This has been talked about. Um, you know, Patrick Cade, has been rehabbing in Toronto, but there's rumors about Buffalo. If Buffalo had a hotter start, I would say he would go to Buffalo to try to put them over the top. You know, maybe we've got that little hometown deal, you know, work with the young kids that are there and get into the playoffs and maybe make some noise. Buffalo, I don't think, will make the playoffs this year. They'll make some noise, but I think next year is when Buffalo, that's when we're going to hear. Where does Pat Kane fit on the lease lineup, though? Where does he fit? Second Where does he up? fit in their cap? <laughs> that's, that's, oh, I think he's going to sign like for nothing. He'll do like a Blake Wheeler in New York kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. he fits on the second line. Domi goes down to the third. Yarncrook goes down to the fourth. Noah Gregor sits in the press box. That's what happens. I just think you got enough skill, guys. I don't know if Pat Kane's the guy that puts you over the top it to doesn't. in the playoffs. It and doesn't. like, I mean, the guy scored some of the biggest goals in Chicago Blackhawks history, as far as. It you doesn't know, overtime. over top, but it's Toronto. They'll just bring in someone for the sake. Look at John Klingberg. We don't need him. Just we, just need him. You don't, you don't. <laughs> we, we don't need, we need somebody for fans to point blame at when goals are scored against. We have nobody this year yet. Justin Hall's gone. Gardner's gone. All these guys are Aki Berg. All these guys that we chirp <laughs> every year are gone. We need a guy this year that we can chirp. And Klingberg I hope might be that guy. He it makes enough be. money. If and not, if TJ Brody still thinks he doesn't know how to skate and trips over the blue line and causes three turnovers a game, he might be the guy pretty soon. But he's on a contract year, so I don't really care. Uh, maybe there won't be any guys this year. <laughs> I hope there's no guys. <laughs> I would love to have a year where I'm not like, oh, my God, this guy's on the ice. But there is one time I said it this year. 
And I was like, Giordano? I didn't say, oh, my God, he's on the ice. But, man, he's 40. He's old. <laughs> he's an old man. Okay? Like, you get, yeah, you get rest load management's needed for that fella. Okay? Load management's needed. He's not Jason Spencer. Okay? Spencer was, a le- was literally the goat on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was the next captain. That's what I thought. <laughs> but jokes aside, jokes aside, he was not the next captain. Uh, but it's Patty Kane to Toronto. That's my one hot take for the day. Uh, we're going to go around the horn uh, to to conclude with the hot take stuff. I already said my hot take. Dane, do you have any random hot takes that you want to share? Then we'll go to Catano. Then we'll wrap up. Oh, God. Put me on the spot. Hot take. I random feel like I had a hot take, and I can't remember what it was. In the, uh, words of Jason, in the words of Travis Kelsey. Hey, now. Come back to me. Let Catano do his thing. Okay. Catano, <laughs> hot take. All right, so I already said uh, Jack Hughes finished top three in heart voting, but I'll throw yeah. another one out there. Uh, Caulfield scoring 50. I would love that for my pool. <laughs> would love that. I would love that for my pool. Dane's still thinking. Call, okay, hold on. You, I'm going to give you another second. There's a fun fact I'm going to share you because it's a little plug. 91 ends. I got a hot take. One of the hot podcasts, Average Jocks podcast, Joel Camp. He had a, he had a cabbie on his show. You can listen to that episode. It was great. He made a bet with Cabby that Caulfield would score more than Matthews this year. And if Caulfield scores more than Matthews this year, he has to get a tattoo. Joel Camp has to get a tattoo. And if Matthews doesn't score more than 50, Cabby has to take Joel to a Blue Jays game and pay for his ticket and front row seat. They has to give him, like, the, I mean, the VIP treatment, <laughs> right? The VIP treatment. I believe that's it. Joel, if he listens, he'll comment and correct me below. Uh, but nonetheless, Cole Caulfield, like that take. I don't know if he's going to get 50 or more than Matthews, but I think he's definitely going to hit the 40 mark this year. Dane, what's your hot take? Hot take is that either Logan Cooley or Adam Fantilli win the Calder this year over Bedard. Ooh. I mean, that's a hot take. I don't know how much hot. I agree with it, but it's a hot take. Logan Cooley, man. He looks Logan Cooley is – Good at hockey. I'm and I think Adam Fantilli might not shine his first year, but I think Adam Fantilli is going to be a fucking awesome hockey player. Sure like a top 10, top 15 guy in the league. Sure is. Good power forward, has the size. I, I got the speed, has the hands. Like, I love everything about that guy's game. But like Logan that. Cooley, like, you, I don't know, you play in Arizona, there's no pressure. Go out there, lose like six to four, rack up three points. Might be dash, <laughs> might be dash two on the night, even with three points. But like, nobody cares about your plus minus for the Calder. I'm just saying, I, I, I could see a world where Logan Cooley has more points than Connor Bedard this year. And Logan Cooley has a couple better players to play with. So on his Ken Johnson, like they got some good young guys on that team. They have. Line, Goudreau, Zach Wierenski. They got Provorov on the back end who can put the puck hard on the net. Columbus is a little bit ahead of Chicago, so I like the Fantilli take. Logan Cooley, well, Bettman might let him win because he's from Arizona and he's trying so much to just give recognition <laughs> to Arizona. So if Logan Cooley gets within a couple points, he has a chance. Doesn't matter if he's dash 70. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of first overall picks that never won the Calder. Connor McDavid being one of them. I mean, he missed half the season, but... I don't know who won his year. Eichel didn't win his year. No. Uh, I can't remember who won his year. 
let's not put that that on the spot. Maybe we'll bring that back next week. <laughs> uh, you know, though, fellas, this has been the top shelf segment portion of the Game Sports Podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed kind of the new look yet refreshed look because everyone's so used to the game being on Mondays and Wednesdays before due to our live radio that we used to have, obviously with Scott Nason leading the charge on that, on the ESPN 1400. Obviously there's been change uh, and the Sioux Canada has taken over full reins of the uploads uh, and it's been quite uh, challenging first year for us trying to get everything back together. So we appreciate everybody's patience with the show we didn't lose followers which is great uh we didn't gain as much as we wanted to but we still gained i'll be honest thumbs up uh but overall here on the game sports podcast we have a consistent schedule now so as i said at the beginning mondays was is hot talk hot topics in sports it could be hockey basketball it could be anything you want us to talk about wednesdays during the football season it is in the pocket it's going to invade a lot of that show but we're going to talk everything sports as well so monday wednesdays are the Game Sports Podcast uploads. Full-time does a show weekly or bi-weekly on Thursdays. Usually, yeah. Nice. Got it. Uh, and then the Game Sports Podcast special edition uploads, which are our interview shows that I was already touching on on this show, oh. but the interview, that will be that will be uploaded sporadically and just at your surprise. Uh, the next one we have for that is James Sapolsky. Very excited about that. This voice of EA Sports AHL 24 and 23 and the past couple years. So that's pretty exciting to hear up. So we hope that you enjoyed this first official The Game Sports podcast new format upload, but it's not our first upload. We've been around for since 2016, so it's been seven years. So we've been around a long time. But, Dane, uh, I want to say thank you very much for coming on, my friend. We will see. We'll talk to you next week. I'm sure you'll be on here next week. I will be around for sure. Sorry, I was watching Bedard go for a little dance around some uh, Leaf players there. He almost almost talked <laughs> one in there. Not surprised. Gitano, thanks for having me, Dave. Of course. Gatano, obviously, I see Dane and talk to him. He's a, one of our main contributors here on the game, but we're going to have you on these uh, hockey segments, have you on the show, and have you filtered in more. And we'll obviously hear your voice on Full Time and Bitter Rivals. Yeah, Bitter Rivals podcast every Sunday, 7 p.m., Thank you again for having me. Uh, love being on this show, and I uh, look forward to a lot more of it. Uh, absolutely, fellas. Now, you got, you got a half fan on the right side of my screen, so forgive listeners. Gatano's the half fan. Dane's in the middle of my screen, who's an Oiler fan. Very rough start. And he got yeah, the Leaf off fan. for much longer. <laughs> and then you got the Leaf fan on the left. So this has been great talking different views, but we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms of the Game Sports Podcast, but also 91N. The YouTube channel is still called DGEM. Roll my eyes, delayed, pinch myself, make sure that I'm still breathing because it should have been done a long time ago. But nonetheless, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe wherever you are, audio or video. And uh, we're excited to bring you more uploads. This week, again, Wednesday, we'll have the Game Sports Podcast again, and that's where we'll be featuring our In the Pocket segment. We'll be within that as well as more sports topics. So make sure you keep tuned on that. Instagram and Facebook as well, the Game Sports Podcast. Now I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.